Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Pastor Steve Kramer, radio preacher for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Today's reading is from Job chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. Now, when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon Job, they came each from his own place, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite. They made an appointment together to come to show him sympathy and comfort him. And when they saw him from a distance, they did not recognize him, and they raised their voices and wept, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads toward heaven. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was very great. Life had fallen apart for Job. Once he was rich in every way, but now disaster had struck. He didn't know why. His wife, being so upset with the circumstances, advised Job to curse God and just kill himself, but Job refused. He was a man of integrity. Now, Job had three friends who heard of his plight, and they came to be with him, as friends do. Their intent was to sympathize and comfort Job in his suffering. When he saw him from a distance, with his skin covered with boils and sores, they barely recognized him, and they got all emotional, and they wept and tore their clothes as a sign of grief, and they sprinkled dust on their heads like they did back in those days. They sat on the ground with Job for seven days and seven nights and didn't say a word. They just knew his suffering was great. A professor of pastoral care at Luther Seminary, Dr. Bill Hume, in teaching the book of Job, pointed out to our class that this was definitely the best moment of comfort and sympathy that these three friends showed. They wept with him. They sat with him quietly. They were present with him in his dark valley. It's when they started to open their mouths with their theology, chapter 4, and tried to counsel and reason with Job and defend God that they did more harm than good. In fact, God will tell them near the end of the book, I'm upset with you guys for you have not spoken of me what's right. Now go and make a sacrifice for your sinfulness. There's a lesson to be learned here from these three friends. Sometimes the best thing you can do for a suffering friend is to just come and sit quietly with them. A hug, a few tears, a warm handshake is the best thing you can offer. Platitudes and religious cliches and theologizing in defense of God just don't help the person who's suffering. I've seen a lot of that sort of thing in ministry as people come trying to comfort those who have lost loved ones and said things like, well, I guess God needed him more than you did. Or when people are suffering in other ways like sickness and failure and loss, people will say things like, God must be trying to teach you a lesson. That's not helpful. And it's not very good theology besides, according to Jesus, John chapter 9. Rob McMullen shares this personal story that I think is helpful. 
He writes, after my brother's massive heart attack, I, he lay in a coma in the hospital's coronary intensive care unit. Tubes and wires hooked him up, to, hooked up to machines that kept him alive, and a, a scope showed the wiggly lines of a faltering heartbeat. The only sound in the room was a rhythmical whoosh of the pump forcing air into his lungs. My sister-in-law stood by helpless. As a minister, I had often been with families in similar situations. I had searched for the right words, the perfect scriptural passage, a phrase of hope trying to comfort them. But this was a new experience. During these difficult days, my sister-in-law and I were torn between hope and resignation. We appreciated every visitor. We were grateful for their stories of people who had snapped out of comas and returned to normal. We listened when they talked knowledgeably about the stages of grief. We knew they cared, but many visitors came through the door talking, and they kept talking. Was that how I had dealt with my nervousness when I didn't know what to say? Then a casual friend came to visit. He stood with us around the bed, looking at my brother's body, and there was a long silence. Suddenly, overcome with emotion, he said, I'm sorry. There was another long pause. Finally, he hugged my sister-in-law and then turned to shake my hand. He held it a second longer than necessary and squeezed a little harder than usual. As he looked at me, tears came to his eyes, and then he left. One week later, my brother died. Now, years have passed, and I still remember that visitor. I don't recall his name, but I'll never forget how he shared our grief quietly and sincerely and without awkwardness. His few words spoke volumes. Do you know someone who's suffering? The best thing you can do is go to them, weep with them, and say no more than, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm here for you, and sit quietly letting them know they're not alone in all this. They don't need a sermon. They need a servant-like friend to be with them and just listen. It's been said that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a good reason. So let's pray. Lord, help us to be friends that are quick to listen and slow to speak. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.